0: Great American fishman fish anywhere. Anywhere there's water he be there. He Welcome like to T-T-T-T- Fish Talk Radio. I, I've, I, I've. This is John Hennigan and I'm not in the studio. Uh actually I'm on my way back and um a good friend of mine that I was able to spend a little bit of time with. Uh we went to uh Bishop to the Outdoor Writers Association conference. They took such good care of us, and I ran into Vicky, and I go, "Man, we haven't had you on the air for a long time." Vicky is the primary force. I you know, hope your husband's not listening, but she <laughs> she is Alpine Optics, and it is just exactly what it says he is. She is is Alp, is Alpine Optics makes um, optics <laughs> so whether it's a spotting scope m- uh, monocular binocular or whatever it is in the next few minutes we're going to find out pretty much everything you need to know if you either how to use yours or um if you need one what is it you're looking for vicky welcome the Fish Talk Radio. Hey
1: John, it's fun talking to you again. So soon we haven't talked for a couple of years, and this is great to be able to be on your really? show and share my information. Wow. Mm-hmm. I hope we can talk well, about fishing because I really want to be a good fisherman. But I'll listen to your show for tips
0: later on. Yeah, there you go. But uh, well, what you do is is interesting because you know most when you think about you know c- companies that sell. Optics—they're usually, you know, huge multinational made in, in China or who knows what—and uh, but you and your husband actually have a smaller company, but it actually—it's—it's uh, it's pretty good size, and you sell a lot of product, and you've got some great, great equipment. And from what I know about it, because I've had some, is that the quality is not uncompromising, but the uh, the price is very reasonable.
1: And that's sort of why we started our business, because um, we wanted the average Joe, like my husband and I, to be able to have really good optics and um, be affordable. So that's what we based our business on 21 years ago. And uh, he worked for another larger company, Long, um, which is no longer making binoculars, but he learned the ins and outs of really good glass mm-hmm. in Japan and China. They, China has good glass. Japan has good glass. Germany has good glass, but we uh figured out a little formula that um made sense to us as a smaller company and it's just uh, kind of went crazy like a little like a little freight train. Uh huh. we had a and, really good time well, and a- you know
0: what let's uh oh here go ahead and take that. And uh you know, we've got uh, another friend of ours. Um, Bob Summerow, who's a writer for Western Outdoor News. I'm gonna try and get him to call him up in conference in the end, but we'll, we'll we'll try that. Uh Bob, well, we got Vicky on the line. But anyway, Vicki, why don't you give us some categories about optics? Um, you know, you've well, got it's,
1: I, I wrote an article, John, called When is Buying Binoculars Like Buying Shoes? Always. Uh-huh. Because You can buy, you can buy hiking boots, but you're not going to wear them on the beach. You can buy flip-flops and you're not going to go to Antarctica in them. And so it's like binoculars. They have to fit the need that what you're going to be doing. So if you're a Mm. backpacker, you're not going to buy a big binocular that 10 by 52 because it'll weigh too much. If you are, uh, if you are. On a boat, you're not going to buy a compact binocular because you need a larger field of view and more and magnification to be able to use, deal with the rocking of the boat. So it's something that um, I hope that your listeners will always feel free to call Alpens Alpin Optics, and ask questions. And uh, we love uh, talking about um, how to pick the best binocular, spotting scope, or rifle scope for your needs.
0: Well, you know, the, first of all, let's just assume you're, you're like me and you know little or nothing. That you know, <laughs> um, for example, that when you're on a boat, you have to have a wide area of vision um, yeah. as opposed to a spotting scope, you know, where you're going to focus in on one thing that we're very far away. Uh, what do the numbers mean?
1: Well, the first number, whether it's an eight, an 8 or a 10 or a 15, that first number is how many times... Your view is magnified. That's the first number. So if you have an eight by forty-two, forty-two is how large the objective lens is, and that's the lens at the very end of the binocular. The larger that lens, the more light gathering your eye has, the crisper, clearer your view is. But it also makes the binocular a little more heavy. But I would take a bigger. I would take the bigger second number. Anytime, so I could have the most uh, light gathering in low light conditions. Mm-hmm. Fishermen like to be out early in the morning, late in the afternoon, and um, they need that light gathering. The lower, the first number is an eight power, is the best power for for fishing boats, is because it um, has a wider field of view. You're going to see more of the water. At, at eight times closer, but it's a little easier to hold steady while a boat is moving or the wind is blowing. You
0: know, so, speaking speaking uh, of holding steady, I mean, we've got so much to cover and so little time to do it. But they do have uh, uh, binoculars available that have uh, what do you call them? Uh, stabilizing um, um, binoculars. Stabilizing, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah I think Canon makes a really good one, and uh, they're they're expensive if mean, yeah, you're spending expensive. a lot of time in a boat and you want to, and that's important to you, because I, as I see, lots of boat owners are on calm waters, you know, fifty to sixty percent of the time. So yeah. you have to decide whether your pocketbook needs to spend that much money for stabilizing binoculars, or if you can just get, um, get, get the knack of holding them steady by putting both your arms against your sides and leaning against something, you can hold your binoculars steady. I've taken people Mm -hmm. on whale-watching trips where the the boats are really moving, and they've managed to be able to hold the binoculars steady. Mm -hmm. But in some conditions, you might really have an advantage by having stabilizing binoculars.
0: Well, the other thing is is that you see such a wide range of prices. I mean, you see these really cheap ones that, you know, they go, oh, it's 50 power or whatever it is. (laughs) <laughs> but, you know, just, you know yeah. what what price category do you, does it take? And I assume that the quality of the glass has a lot to do with the price.
1: Well, you're talking to a company that's won eight Out to Life magazine great buys for our affordability. And Field and Stream for our affordability. And Bird Watchers of America, our affordability. So we... Um, we have a pair of binoculars out there right now for ninety nine dollars that will knock your socks off. Uh-huh. It's not it's not as attractive as some of the others that have all the features, but the glass inside is impeccable. But we mm-hmm. also have binoculars that are a thousand dollars that have locking diopters, all kinds of bells and whistles yeah. that people might want one, in one, one, one
0: other, another quick question. I'm just kind of these pop into my mind. What about glasses? People that wear glasses or sunglasses.
1: Well, um, most companies, including um, all of our binoculars and spotting scopes, not riboscopes, have, um, it's called long eye relief. And that's where the eye cups stay down when you're wearing glasses or sunglasses because it gives your eye a little eye relief to be able to focus through that glass. If you're not wearing glasses or sunglasses, you twist the eye cups up and that gives you just the amount of uh, link between your eyeball and the glass to focus perfectly. So it's called long eye relief. Always buy optics with long eye relief.
0: Okay. Well, we've only got just about a minute or so left. And I got so many questions. I wish we could uh, take for another 20 minutes. Um, Well, write them down and call me. There you go, babe. But uh, um, I don't know, any other, we, I mean, we never got into monoculars and, and that kind of thing. What about, uh, um, you know, sometimes, well, the old days, the pirates used to use that monocular. Does is that, does that yeah. have a value?
1: Monoculars nowadays are small, um, and they're 10 or 8 power, and they have to have a great value. If, you, if weights a concern, you buy one that is fully multicoded with good glass, you can just pop it up to your eye and, and do a quick, Quick um, survey what you're looking for, but your eyes do get tired. One One eye gets tired. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. But
1: spotting scopes are fun too.
0: Yeah, well, uh, Vicky, you gave us some good information, and we're gonna have to. <laughs> we, we, we better not wait so long next time because yeah, uh, John, this is, it's all, you I mean it's, I it, 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 it really is a piece of equipment, and it's one of the most important pieces of equipment to anybody in the outdoors, whether it's a fisherman or you know, or a photographer or whatever it is. And if they, you
1: take good they, care of it, it will last you a lifetime.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Vicky, and that is. Alpine, yes. Uh, Let's put that.
1: It, uh, you can call it whatever you want. Alpine. Yes, yeah.
0: And your website okay. is real quick in five seconds
1: Alpine, A L P E N Optics.com.
0: A L P E N Optics.com. Ricky, you, you're awesome. John, thank, thank, you thank you very
1: much. That was fun. Nice talking right. to you. Bye.
2: Thank you.
0: It's time to enjoy
3: the biggest Southern California reservoir located in Hemet, just 90 minutes from Los Angeles and San Diego. Getting away from the summer heat, fall and winter bring ideal fishing weather, world-renowned for its black bass fishing, also home to the bluegill and red ear sunfish, rainbow trout, and both blue and channel catfish. Bring your boat or rent one of ours. Tell them John Hennigan sent you and they'll give you a special gift on California parks. Visit DVMarina.com. That's DVMarina.com.
0: Welcome. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. And actually, just during the break, I've got uh, John Marriott on the line, and I think the last uh, commercial that we ran was for soft science. I don't know if you caught that or not, John. But uh, I caught the tail end of it,
6: yeah. <laughs> there you go.
0: But I tell you, it is, I mean, clothing and, and shoes and, but the product that uh, that you guys put together, it—I was just mentioning it. It's a piece of equipment, and when you're in um, an outdoor environment, there are certain things that you know that are extremely important. First of all, you know you never go to the mountains without being fully prepared, and whatever you do or wherever you go. You need the right equipment, and, you know, sometimes the good stuff is a little bit more expensive, but it works, and, you know, trying to, and I'm not saying soft science is expensive because compared to all the designer stuff, it's it's ridiculously cheap, but uh, I I am a true believer, John. Uh, John Marriott is, uh, I don't even know what you do. I know you work for soft science. You're their uh, promotional guru or something like that.
6: I'm the Chief Marketing Officer. Uh, I, I spend a lot of the time uh, working on our, uh, on our web presence and our social media and e-commerce mm-hmm. sales, uh, etc., but I've got my fingers mm-hmm. in a lot of stuff.
0: Well, I was just, when, when during break, I talked to John just for a minute, and they were nice enough to send me some samples. And, unfortunately, I gave most all of them away, so I've only got two pair. But, uh, Everybody to a person, I know, gave some to somebody in December, and he liked them so much, he went online and bought five pairs. He gave everybody those uh, uh, Christmas presents, (laughs) he bought them online at a discount. But uh, they are in, uh, I don't know, about six weeks ago, I went to Nayarit in mainland Mexico, and I gave a pair to my nephew. And he wore them. The entire time that we were down there, and I talked to him about a month after he got back, and he still hadn't taken them off yet. I don't know if he sleeps in it. We're, Santa, we're but... glad to
6: hear that. Um, you know, uh, one of the things that we've said for you know the last two or three years is uh, the whole uh, our whole purpose is getting the shoes on somebody's seat for that first time because once they try them,
7: mm-hmm. nine
6: out of ten people. You know they're sold for life. Uh, yeah. We we get very very few returns because people just are so amazed at how comfortable they are, and it you know and for for folks with back pain and knee pain et cetera, like myself, it it can be kind of life changing. Makes well, a difference it, between it, how long oh, yeah. you can stay standing up if it's oh a, yeah, I don't line mean, or I've, I've wore, a you
0: know I've got a, I've got all kinds of shoes and those you know and, I, and I, that's I always wear the same ones I guess the fins but. Uh, um, you know, and they just uh, a week or so ago, I finally had to break down and, and uh, put some cleaner on them and throw them in the washing machine. But they came out like new again. And they didn't stick that. Well, you hit them
6: with the garden hose, you throw them in the washer and let them, yeah. them dry. Well, amazing to real me,
0: quick. you know what's amazing to me, John, is that it can be cold and they keep your feet warm. And it can be really hot and they keep your feet cool. I don't know how you do that, but uh, it's true. I mean, you wear them in Mexico and it's hot out, but your feet don't get hot or sweaty. And when it's cold, they keep your feet warm. I don't know. how, How do you do that? Well, you know,
6: um, with my background coming from the military, one of the things that they always drilled into us was the number one thing to remember is you always got to keep your feet dry. Uh Once your feet mm-hmm. get wet and they stay wet, you're you're done. So yeah. if you've got a, a shoe that holds in the moisture, whether it's sweat or whether it's, you know, you, you go walking through a stream and you get the shoe wet, as long as that shoe stays wet, you're going to be miserable, and, and our shoes dry very quickly. Uh, and in the summertime, they wick out that moisture, uh, so you're not walking around with soggy feet. And in the wintertime, the sweat uh, that you build up during a hike, you know, that can dissipate through the the, uh, the mesh uh, fabric as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and the thing is that uh, you've got a, a removable insole. That I, to me, that's like eighty percent of it because it's so well cushioned and gives such support. It seems to me that's why they're so comfortable. But you tell me why.
6: Well, yeah. Uh, so that's part of the universal comfort platform—is that removable trillion? Install. Wait a minute!
0: Universal comfort platform. Come on, did you make that up?
6: I, you know, I just don't take credit for that. That's, uh, that's, uh, uh from our founder, Scott Siemens,
0: uh, who, you
6: know, really yeah. engineered the, the shoe. Uh, mm-hmm. but it's the combination of the materials package with the Trillion that's in the sole and then the, uh, the insole, uh, the orange removable piece. Uh, it's the Trillion copolymer, which can absorb any moisture, can absorb odor. You know, you can get it dirty, wipe it off, uh, wave it around in the air, and, and wave it off. Put it back in your shoe, and you know you're ready to keep on going.
0: Yeah, well, if I wore a pair of uh, any other shoes for two weeks every day, um, they get pretty raunchy. But these, <laughs> you know, I'd, every once in a while you take them off and you know throw them in the washing machine, but they 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 never stink.
6: It, well, yeah, exactly. That's that's the nice thing about it. And so, uh, you know, it, it allows all of us to be a little bit more socially acceptable when we don't stink.
0: Yeah, there you go. But let, let's talk about the shoes as a piece of equipment for the outdoors. Um, obviously, you know, if your feet are not comfortable, you're not comfortable. Um, and, you know, you've got, you know, a bunch of different designs, but they're all very, very similar. you got the same insole with all of them, I believe. And you know they're different. You, you come out just recently with a new, uh, the uh, waders or hiking boots or something that you just came out. I, 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 by the way, John, I don't have a pair yet.
6: Well, we'll have to uh, get a pair down there to you. There you so, go. Yeah, we added this year the the thin boot, uh, which has the uh, the zip on the side with the uh, top clasp, and it's a it's oh perfect because upper. I hate shoelaces. Uh, well, you know, that, that is super easy on and off. It's got a pull tab, so you, you know, you can get them on quick, get them off quick. Uh, yeah. you know, specifically made to get wet and, uh, and then quickly dry off. And then for the fly fishing, uh, folks, we've got the Terrafin, which is the lace-up, uh, shoe, but they've all got the same fin, um uh lower sole that has the uh the four foot water uh draining system
0: mm-hmm. uh
6: as well as uh you know the same comfort platform
0: yeah and this may sound like an infomercial but it really is a public service and we do product reviews occasionally uh, and to keep people abreast of you know what's what's new and you know what's the best equipment is you know hopefully at, a, at the best price. But um, um, you know we do. You know, we just had Alpen Optics on you know, right before you and and Vicky with what she does. But you know the equipment when you go out, um, and normally when you go outdoors, you know you're you can't just run home and change your shoes or run down to the store. You know you've got to take with you what works. And you know if you said if your feet are not comfortable. Or you know you didn't you forgot to bring a jacket or sunglasses you know these are pieces of equipment that you need to be comfortable in the outdoors
6: absolutely and and you know it really speaks to safety as well I mean if if you wipe out the first hour you're out on the boat or the first hour you're you're in the stream uh, yeah. then you know the whole your whole rest of your day is ruined And so yeah. oh, by know, the
0: by uh, the way bef- I, I don't mean to cut you short but we got a little bit of time not much time, is when you're talking about being on a boat, the soles are, they don't mark, they're non-skid, and you just, you can't slip on a boat with them. Yeah,
6: exactly. And, you know, folks, uh, you know, they look at some of our different colors. We've got the, you know, the fin comes in with with a black sole, we have with uh, the brown sole. And those don't mark any more than the ones with the white soles do. When people yeah. are amazed by that, um, so you know, it really gives you the the range of colors with the same slip resistance yeah. and the same non-marking uh, function. Yeah.
0: Well, one other quick tip is, um, you know, a lot of the Pongarinos and people get on boats and in their bare feet. That is really, really stupid because it's so. It's, it's so easy, you know, to slip and split a toe open or whatever it is, but these shoes are so comfortable, you know, that you, you don't want to take them off, and, and they won't slip and they don't march.
6: Or, you know, as a former boat owner, I'm, I'm currently boatless, but, uh, yeah. you know, I did have a boat, and, and now I enjoy yeah. going on other people's well, you've boats. Well, you
0: and, get, you, you, know, you got the boat that I like the best. That's an, an OP. Do you have one of those?
6: Exactly, right? Other people's votes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, you know, one of, one of the keys to making sure you get invited back is, you know, you don't wear sneakers on somebody else's vote and be the guy that leaves the black marks all over the place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You never get invited back if you're that guy.
0: Well, you know what? We're getting close on time, and we're going to have to repeat it a couple of times. Uh, the name is not that difficult to remember, but let's start with that.
6: So the company name is Soft Science, and uh, the shoes that we're talking about are the Thin 2.0, which is the fishing shoe, the Thin Boot, which is the zip-up uh, waiter, and the TerraFin, which is the fly fishing uh, boot with uh, the lace-up yeah. feature. Well,
0: if you just go to uh, Soft Science, the website, they got, uh-huh. you got, you, know, you got 30 or 40 different kinds of shoes in different colors. So just go to Soft Science. And uh, um, or give John a call and uh, tell him that you heard him on the radio and you want fifty percent off. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Come on, I'm just kidding. But hey, that's all right. See what happens. See if you get any calls? Thank but, you. But uh, any, anyway, uh, softscience.com.
3: Make Lake Hemet your mountain lake escape in the San Jacinto Mountain Range near Idlewild. The bustling summer season has left the lake quiet and peaceful. Perfect for fishing, boating, and RV camping. Visit LakeHemetRecreation.com for details. That's LakeHemetRecreation.com.
4: Guts, glory, Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2.
2: The East Cape of Baja, Mexico, is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, Tuna, Wahoo, Marlin, Sailfish, Roosterfish, and Parco. The Van Warmer resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll free to 877-777-TUNA to find out. Find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA.
5: do that you're the best. Never seen you with a fish on there Got a pole and a big old man. Never seen you get em way. Welcome
0: back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan. I'm uh, not in the, the studio. Actually, I'm on my way back from uh, Bishop, California. And I'll just say, first of all, we have Gary on the line with us, who is a legend in my mind, uh, because for... I don't know how many years he owned Brock Sporting Goods, and anybody that knows anything about the Eastern Sierras has been to his store. But he's retired now, and you know, he was uh, nice enough to take uh, Bob Simmerow, outdoor writer for the Western uh, um, uh, to Outdoor News, uh, and myself, uh, nymph fishing on some private property, and it was incredible. Of course, the wind was incredible. Man, that's just... What do do you call this area? The Big Basin or something like that, Gary?
7: It's called Long
0: Valley. Yeah? uh, Versus
7: Owens Valley by Bishop. Yeah.
0: Well, it is uh, basically a high desert, right? Correct. And, boy, that wind is just... It was. It made some for some tough fishing, but you were smart enough to take us nymph fishing, and you got 10, 11 foot rods in the upper Owens uh, above Bishop. I mean, Owens River is in, you know is is legendary, but up there it's probably about maybe 20 feet across, and so you got a 10, 11 foot fly rod. So you really don't have to worry about casting this thing 30 or 40 feet. You basically kind of drop it in the water. And, um, you know, what you've rigged us up with is something new to me. We actually, you put three flies on. Um, Not two, but three. And you just kind of put it in the water and let it float downstream and follow it down and then pick it up and flop it back in again.
7: That's pretty much it. Um, It's called Czech nymphing or European-style nymphing. There is no... uh, no strike indicator, bobber if you will, uh, to detect strikes. So you're actually pulling these flies through the water while they're on the bottom. You're pulling them through the water a little faster than the water is moving and it's contact. So, so for the most part, most of your line is taut. So,
0: yeah. you get, so if you think you're caught on the bottom you better set the hook. Correct. Simple as <laughs> that. Uh, yeah, we did we did that. Uh, we did that because I you know i said i was i thought i had something and i you know lifted the rod up and dang there's a fish on there <laughs> That's a nice one too yeah but uh um anyway you took us to this special special place that uh, i'm not even supposed to tell people about but if you want to find out about it um the person that owns it he's got this out in the middle of in the, in the most a lot of times of the year they only get in there through snowmobile but the river, you can fish it year round. And if you really, anybody that wants to do something really unique and get off the grid, uh, let me know and we might be able to help you out. And it's, it's ridiculously cheap. And it's just really, really you know, just a beautiful, beautiful place. You look up and we still had snow on all the mountain caps around us. And um, um, it was, you know, just as. Something that's not unusual. We had some wind in the afternoon, but uh, but the, the type of method that you're using, is said you don't you don't have to throw it thirty or forty feet. Just kind of drop in the water and follow it down.
7: That's pretty much pretty much it. But yeah. yeah, the wind was tough yesterday.
0: Yeah, well, that's one way to put it. The fishing wasn't great, but you know we got some fish. Yeah. Um, and real quickly, I want to mention that. Um, Gary, if anybody that's ever fished Eastern Sierras, um, and, you know, I, I kind of joke that a lot of times, you know, the towns that have nothing to offer, they say, well, this is the gateway to, well, Bishop, yes, it is a gateway to the Eastern Sierras, but it's really not. It's the hub of the Eastern Sierras. And, you know, you've, you know, you're there and you can... We're about 45 minutes from Mammoth Lake, so you can go up to Bridgeport. You go down to actually, I'm in Lone Pine right now on the way back um, at the uh, um, uh, Western Movie Museum. We stopped at uh, Manzanar, and once you saw that, the Manzanar Fishing Club. Interesting stuff. Mm -hmm. Beautiful up here. So I would suggest anybody that's interested, I I love the Eastern Sierras because it's. uh, there's just there's just so much, and obviously the fishing and skiing is is why most people come here. But there's really a lot here.
7: Yeah, that's that's really true. I you know I'm kind of prejudiced to the eastern Sierra's because I live here, but haven't lived here all my life. But you know, twenty eight years and been fishing up here for over fifty. Uh, yeah, it's just diverse.
0: Right. Ever, ever, since, ever, ever since you were three, huh?
7: Um, uh, ten. I'm not quite yeah, okay. that
0: old. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, there's just it, a lot uh, of
7: things to do, not just fishing and, and hunting, but, I mean, just all sorts of stuff with, with outdoor activity. Yeah.
0: No, it is. And they got some—went to—how uh, was it? The other night went to the Sage Restaurant, and I can't believe that that restaurant, you know, you'd find that in Bishop. And that place was incredible. Yes. Yeah. And the prices are half of what I'm used to, and it's just incredible gourmet food. And we just had lunch at uh, in Lone Pine at this uh, barbecue place. Um, I don't know the name of it, but on the sign of the front it says BBQ. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, anyway, but and then they have the smokehouse, and yet it, it really is neat. And you can go up and you know you do a base camp at Bishop. And, you know, and I don't know if we're allowed to even mention where we went fishing on that private property, but apparently Howard, you know, if he happened to mention Gary's name, he might be able to hook you up with, uh, with, a, uh, with a cabin for up to six people for a ridiculously low price.
7: Yeah, that's really a neat place up there. Um, oh, it's like I was telling you guys yesterday, yeah. it's it's special because there's not a bunch of cabins on the property.
0: No, there's it's not. There's nothing. And cabin and, and, and your mean, friend. Talk about off the grid. He's got a water um, wheel or you know what do you call it? A wind powered pump. Yeah, wind. Yeah, they go well. How how? Uh, said how far down do you have to go? And he goes twenty feet. <laughs> and uh, you know, and talk about being off the grid. But we went into the kitchen. This place, it was just pristine, beautiful. And the place has been in his family for a while. And I go, um, th- this stove looked like it was a brand new, you know, r- you know, retro or reproduction. had uh, wood on one side and propane on the other. And I go, um, man, this is really neat. It's- how old is this stove? And he goes, well, the place was built in 1919. <laughs> yeah. And that's the original stove but uh it's just, it really is neat so if you're looking for something along those lines uh, get in touch with me and we'll put you in touch with Gary and he'll put you in touch with Howard but uh um, really enjoyed it I I thank you so much oh thank you for what you've done because the uh you know my you know, said I'm about uh, I'm about as experienced as a fly fisherman as I am using my stupid smartphone <laughs>
7: <laughs> well you did a great job yeah, really well, it would have been yeah. just dealing with the wind it yeah. just makes it tough, I mean even yeah. if you're really good it's it's still a pain, yeah, uh, but you guys all did really good
0: well, the thing is about the upper Owens, you mean you'd think it's i mean it's a river and it's our main water supply for Southern California, so you're thinking of something like the Mississippi, but man, you know if you took a if you you know if you stood you know started back about thirty forty feet, you could probably jump across it. Yeah, pretty much
7: some places yeah. you probably could,
0: yeah, but it's uh uh and we we're just talking about bishop and why go there and you know we like to talk about people from and not just from California' it's, you know you, I see a lot of people here from um from europe from Canada uh and it's just uh you know if you're looking for some place to go. And you, you know, if you've got your RV, bring it with you. If you don't, you know, stay in a hotel a or a hotel. And uh, you know, the Holiday Inn Express took really good care of us uh, the last few nights. But it is uh, anyway. Anyway, I just want to talk a little bit about that. And we mentioned Brock Sporting Good. You that place? I couldn't believe that you actually owned Brock Sporting Good for that long, right? You know, I must have been there, you know, dozens of times. Every time you go up through Bishop, and Brock's is where you'd stop. Well, that's where I started.
7: You know, when I came up here with my parents, starting in 1960, that's where we started shopping. And it's kind of where we went back to, mainly because, I don't know, Jim Brock always gave us good information and told us how to do things. and. Uh, and I told my parents I was going to own that place one of these days. And, yeah. Yeah, surprise, surprise. Ten
0: minutes. There you go. Okay, but well, we got to go. But one of, one of the things, Gary, that I always like to mention, uh, you know, you took us out on a guided trip and we were, was very generous with us. But any time that you go to some place you haven't fished before, the first thing you do, the very first day, you have to have a guide. Now, if you want to keep them the whole trip and you can afford it, that's great. But your very first day, if you don't get a guide the very first day, you're not going to have much success on your trip. You need to go. You need to know where to go and what to use and how to do it. That's
7: what I do when I go to different places. Um, mm-hmm. Not that I don't have the experience. I may be limited for time, and you know they may have some yeah. rabbits. Well, in it's, their it's,
0: it's a local knowledge, and these people, yes. you know, they spend their, spend their life on the water. Yes. And you know, but like they said you mentioned before you took us out, you, know, you went out and pre fished for four hours to Got figure it. out where to take us.
2: It.
0: Correct. Okay. Now, Gary, you do have a website. Correct. Uh, let's see if we can get that in and maybe twice. We go ahead and give us that.
7: Okay. It's Brock's dot com. Let me repeat that again. Brocks, okay. it's B B R O C K S. Fly Fishing.
0: Broggsflyfishing seconds. seconds. B- com, and if you want to come up here, uh, he's quite an interesting guy, um, and uh, he certainly knows his stuff. That's for sure. So, and even 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 if you don't want to take him out, give him a call. He'll help you. out. Yes. Okay, Gary, we appreciate that very much. All right. You uh, and and uh, don't go away. We'll, All right. Uh, we're going to take here. a break, and you're listening to Fish Talk Radio dot com.